You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is the final hour on this Friday, a Meet Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. And in case you're living vicariously through us, lamb burgers, turkey burgers, bacon-wrapped scallops, who has it better than we do? Nobody. Thank you. Coming up, we'll talk to Rebecca Lowe, the popular host of uh, NBC Sports, the Premier League. Premier League, uh, the uh, show will be on the road at the L.A. Coliseum. Fan Fest coming up tomorrow. We'll talk to Rebecca about that. Red Sox at the Astros game six tonight. Last night, the Dodgers rolled the Braves. Chris Taylor joined select company, hitting three home runs. Braves still up three games to two, but I think this sets up nicely for the Dodgers. You get them in those elimination games, they're unbelievable. Dodgers have now won seven straight games when facing elimination. The only longer streaks in baseball history belong to the Giants, That was uh, 2012 and 2016. Uh, That was 10 games. The Royals, eight games between 1985 and 2014. But 17 hits for the Dodgers last night. Five home runs. Pitching staff, uh, seven pitchers, no walks. And you go to Atlanta now. Can you get to a game seven? Can Max Scherzer get you to a game seven? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I've been harping on this for a little bit with the Washington football team. You know, John Gruden loses his job, but uh, Daniel Snyder still owns his team. Andrew Brandt, who was a uh, frequent guest on this show, former front office uh, executive for the Packers, said, regarding investigation into the Washington football team and Daniel Snyder, many are just realizing that, one, the lawyer investigating reported to the NFL, and two, she gave an oral report to the NFL only, no documentation or record of her findings. Why the special treatment, question mark, now Congress wants to know, too. Yes, and rightfully so. She reported to the NFL, talked to the NFL, nothing in writing with the NFL, and nothing that does damaging to Daniel Snyder. Yes, Pauline. Yeah, according to uh, multiple reports of Adam Schefter and all these guys, two representatives from Congress sent a letter to the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell requesting documents and information regarding Washington's football team's hostile workplace culture and NFL's handling of this matter. They have, uh, I think, less than two weeks to respond to Congress with either fight back or returning the documents whatsoever. I'll go back to what my source said. The cover-up is going to be worse than the crime. And this is about owners protecting owners. I mean, John Gruden is not done, by the way, at least fighting this. Uh, The former Raiders coach says he was quoted... Uh, Andrea Kramer said on the Real Sports podcast that a producer recently discussed the controversy with John Gruden. Her name is Maggie Burbank. She produced the story on Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, called John Gruden. He picked up the phone to her surprise and he's still in Las Vegas. He's letting the dust settle. And then he's quoted as saying, people who know me know what I stand for for 58 years. I have a resume of 58 years. He said the truth will come out. Don't know what that means, but John Gruden not going to go uh, quietly into the night, even if there is a settlement there with his contract. A lot of teams don't think about backup quarterbacks until it's too late, but give the Browns some credit because they spent money on the veteran Case Keenum. He filled in for Baker Mayfield. Browns beat the Broncos last night. Wasn't pretty, but it was a win. 
And every time you see Mayfield's name in the news, it seems like we have uh, a new injury there or has something to do with his contract situation. A surgery is going to be coming for Baker Mayfield, maybe after the season. The Browns are dealing with a lot of injuries at key positions without their running backs last night. Dearness Johnson stepped up and ran for 146 yards. And it was that tough running late in the going that uh, sealed the win. The Broncos are beat up as well. And uh, they had a great start. I think that's what they're going to say at the end of the year. Well, they had a great start because that's about it. But, you know, the Browns won a game that you have to win. It wasn't pretty, but they did win that game last night. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Adrian Wojnarowski with this tweet uh, just now on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons met with the Sixers medical professionals and Coach Doc Rivers today, informed them that he's not mentally ready to play to his expectations now, sources tell ESPN. He also talked to his teammates today. So is it physical or is it mental? Or is it both? Are you, are you mentally ready if you go to another team? I'm going to guess you probably are. Physically? Just feels like a convenient excuse here for Ben Simmons. Yeah, maybe it's real. But who knows, given what's happened before? I got to look at his track record. Yes, McLovin. Obviously, something's going on in his head. He couldn't take that dunk that he normally would have taken. Like, he's definitely off where he you should be as a player. I mean, that's something. Okay. Did he work on it this summer? Did he see anybody this summer? Did he talk to anybody about this? Like, I don't know. When, when did he tell them that he's having, he's not mentally prepared? Like, did you say that in June? May, and maybe he is. But, you know, you don't want to play tonight. It's a home game against the Nets. But I'm going to guess if you said, hey, we got a team that's interested in, you know, you playing for them. Are you interested? In, yeah, I think I'm mentally prepared to probably make my debut. Yes, he. I think to be fair to the guy, though, he is. he did just walk back into a pretty impossible situation. His teammates hate him. His coach doesn't believe in him. He wants to be traded, but can't because of his salary. And now he's got to like come back hat in hand and be like, okay, I'm ready to play now. I kind of get not being ready to do that right now and trying to figure out, just get the temperature of the organization and the locker room and try and work that out first. Okay. But he created this. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, he absolutely he created it, but it doesn't mean that it's still not a, a really difficult situation. Okay, but then how do you get him out of this? If you're the 76ers, you created this. Now we said, come back. You have the GM on record is saying, Hey, I'm, we're not getting rid of him unless we get, you know, a difference maker. So I, I, I don't know how he gets out of this fog and the phobia that he has, the fear of failure. So I, I don't, uh, like you doc rivers. What do you do? You want to play him? You want to play him on the road? How are those fans going to do? Do you really think those fans are going to embrace him? Got his house up for sale. He needs a couple of weeks to get back on decent terms with someone like Joel Embiid and have him publicly be like, no, things are going great. Things are, things are working out. We're figuring it out and he's going to get back on the court soon. Yeah. But this isn't a situation like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving where Kevin Durant's like, he's got to be like, Hey, get rid of him, man. He doesn't want to play. I want to win championships. And that's his buddy. That's his friend. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have never been friends. Teammates, not friends. 
And I don't even know if Joel Embiid, after what Joel Embiid said, you know, I'm not here to babysit. They don't, they don't want to deal with any of this stuff. But does he play? I thought it was laughable that they suspended him for one game. Like, one game? Make it a week. Let him figure out what he wants to do. Let him talk to somebody and say, hey, you know what? It's going to cost you this. Or we can't get equal value. We're not trading you. Now what do you want to do? All right, I guess I can try to make this better. But one game, and then you bring him in, you go, hey, so? And I got stiff back. I'm not mentally prepared. Okay. Now what? I want him away from the team for a little while to then talk to these people privately and maybe try to curry some favor with somebody there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think that's kind of what I'm saying too, is he he needs some time to figure this out with the team before he's thrown right back into practice. And then like, okay, first home game, you starting, or are you going to sit on the bench? Like he can't do any of that stuff. Does he get paid? Sure. Yeah. For how long? I don't know, man. Pete, dudes are dudes sit out all the time. Yeah, but he doesn't want to play. He wants to be traded. This isn't, you know, I, at some point, ownership has to just say, look, do you want to play? No, I don't want to play. I mean, this isn't Deshaun Watson, where both sides say it's best that you don't play. We don't want you. You don't want us. We don't want you to get hurt. We still want your trade value. I get that. Now, do they do that with Ben Simmons? Hey, we don't want you to play. You don't want to play. And uh, we're going to sit sit you out until somebody wants to trade for you. It feels like somebody would want to trade for him when they see him on the basketball floor. But I don't I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, Paul. And I wonder if they'll say to him, okay, we understand you're not ready to play. Are you ready to practice? Are you ready to work out? Are you ready to be in the facility every day working on this, getting yourself in shape for when you are mentally ready to play so that you're, that physical part will be good and then when the mental part is ready, you let us know and we'll get you in the lineup. But not stay at home or fly out to L.A. Update the poll results, McLovin. Okay, so the first two hours has been who do you got, the Braves or the Dodgers? It's still 54% the Braves. Okay. Uh, they're up 3-2. Yeah. Should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, this isn't really a poll question, is a guy like the Ernest Johnson running for 146 yards, does that further decrease the value of running backs in the yes. NFL? Yes, yes, yes. It's national TV. A guy who reportedly ran a four eight forty at the combine, he didn't get drafted. He's out there getting one hundred forty eight yards against a decent Broncos defense. Yeah, Paul. It goes back to: Would you rather have, let's say, you could sign two Pro Bowl offensive linemen or one Pro Bowl running back, and you got the money to spend on it? Oh, I'm taking the lineman. Yeah, yeah. But look at the Cleveland Browns line, even while injured, was really good last night, and anyone can run behind it. It's like, remember the Denver Broncos way back in the day, and they'd plug in Orlandis, Gary, and they'd plug, was it Mike Anderson? Everybody rushed for 1,000. You got 1,000. Remember that year you rushed for 1,000? Yeah, just, uh, just over 1,000. But I think they had four pro bowlers on their team at some point in their careers, and that Broncos team was crushing it with Terrell, when Terrell Davis, but then it handed off to yeah, other players. Yeah. Mike Anderson. Right, Todd? He had a really good story. He was like a military guy. He was number 38, big bulky guy. Thanks for waking up. Clinton Portis. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben Drones. Yeah. They had Oh, nice reference. Nice. Oh. Nice poll, McLovin. God, this going to bother me. Ruben Drones. D R O U G A H N S. I think Ruben Drones. Yes, Paul. I can remember remember uh, Maurice Claret made their roster and we made a third round pick and we're like that's a perfect place for him. They're they're great at running the ball. <laughs> even, thought- even he couldn't get 1000 yards behind that line. Yes, McLovin. Do you make an exception for Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey? 
I didn't want McCaffrey's second contract. He, if you look at look at all the carries he had at Stanford, I mean touches, and at some point it's going to catch up to you, and it has. Look at he hasn't been available. I like Kamara. Um, you know he was not even a starter in college. I don't think. You know, not getting the number of carries touches that uh, McCaffrey did. Yeah, Paul. You really don't want to pay a running back twice. Like Christian McCaffrey got paid as a rookie deal and a second deal. That's not going to work out. Uh, Saquon Barkley got paid and isn't working out, and they can't pay him twice. Yeah. Alvin Kamara didn't get paid the first time. His first three years were basically free, free of charge. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt never got paid out of college. Nick Chubb, I think, was a second rounder, so they didn't have to pay him up front. If you take a running back in the top 10, you may be forced to pay him twice. Like Ezekiel Elliott's a good running back, but he's going to be one of the highest paid running backs of all time. And it and it's a, and I wouldn't have given him the second contract, even though he's played well this year. I think that they could still be, you know, dangerous with Tony Pollard in there. But you know, there are certain running backs where, you know, it's like Derrick Henry. He didn't have a, a big workload when he was in college. Didn't have a workload his first couple of years in the NFL. Now he does. Then he got his second contract, and I understand that. It's the only position where you basically wear that person out. That's it. It's a disposable position. And it's going to continue. If you have a, a good offensive line, that's a disposable position because you can put somebody back there and they can give you equal uh, production. Yeah, Paul. Even if you look at the Steelers this year, they get Najee Harris towards the end of the first round of Alabama. He's working out well for them. But imagine if they use that pick on an offensive lineman and got a running back in the second round or yeah. a defensive player. Yeah. Uh, Katie in Oxford joining us on the program. Katie, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dad. Happy Meet Friday, 510. A supple something something. Okay. I want to give a shout out to the mothers and fathers of the original locker room, and especially Momo, who is still putting up the good fight. And I am requesting something from you guys as a birthday present for me. I'd like to read a limerick that I wrote for Fritzy, um, and he was so kind as to wish me a happy birthday yesterday. Oh. That I uh, wondering if you would allow me the pleasure of reading this limerick. Yes, Paul. We just have to jump in here. Any woman that follows Fritzy on social media will get a happy birthday. Okay. No men. All right. So, uh, Katie, uh, happy birthday. And yes, your birthday present is a limerick for Fritzy. There is a stud booker named Todd that too many think is odd, but because he does lift to cougars, he's such a gift, as they all sigh, admiring his body. <laughs> wow. Thank How about you, that? Thank you, Katie. Wow. <laughs> thank you, Katie. Blushing a little bit. Enjoy the stalking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wish that was accurate. Who, who's talking whom? Yeah. Yeah. Whom? Yeah. Todd doesn't follow any men, only women. I got old childhood friends. John Elway and women. That pretty much sums it up. So, Katie, looking at you. Uh... She may have to go to the optometrist at some point in the near future to find out why she sees what she sees, but it's flattering. You had a run. I did have a little run. Yeah. That was back in uh, high school? Yeah, like everything else, the 80s. Yeah, you, you had a great, 
Early mid nineties, maybe, but uh, yeah, my my wife likes to joke that she got like the you know, she came out the other side of my. Uh, <laughs> she got the after. She really did. Yeah. Before after pictures. Yeah, actually, it's 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 reversed yeah, because really, yeah. the, the the before was incredible. Yeah, she uh, she will periodically ask me what uh, happened exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Katie, look, if it doesn't have, work out with you and your wife, then Katie, I think, is there for the rebound. It's always good to have somebody warming up at the bullpen, yes. I guess. <laughs> Take a break here. We'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, talk to Rebecca Lowe, the host of the Premier League on NBC and Peacock. And they'll be on the road at the L.A. Coliseum this weekend. They're fan fest. Always great to catch up with her. And we'll do that next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Ah, golfing, lifting weights, running around the neighborhood. My body doesn't recover the way it used to. And my body doesn't look like Todd's does. But maybe the old Todd. You're very fortunate that it doesn't look like mine now. (laughs) But those sore muscles, that post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time, you need Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. If it's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. There's this high concentration of CBD allows you to feel it work immediately, and it's made with 0% THC. And that's usually one of the first questions I get. Does it have THC in it? No, it doesn't. It's just a high concentration of CBD. You put it on the sore spots, let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it will go to work in 30 seconds or less. LevelSelectCBD.com. Use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off. LevelSelectCBD.com. Promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Update the poll results. College football, not great this weekend. Northwestern in Michigan. Tennessee, Alabama, Ohio State, Indiana, USC, Notre Dame. On paper, not too exciting. I will say Army, Wake Forest is kind of sneaky good. Wake Forest is undefeated playing Army at West Point. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. It's a uh, big weekend in soccer. Uh, Rebecca Lowe, an NBC Sports Premier League host. That show will be at the L.A. Coliseum this weekend. The Premier League Mornings Live Fan Fest. Coverage begins at 7 a.m. Eastern. Good God, what time are you getting up in the morning, Rebecca, for that? (laughs) And you got your curls in right now? Dan, I know you'll appreciate this. We've got a show. We've got a show to do today, and it is possibly the world's busiest weekend. And I said to you guys, I'm so sorry. I've got like this one window, but I may have hair curls. They're like, it's totally fine. It's a little bit of something about Mary, I think. Um, so to answer your question, Dan Patrick, I am going to be getting up tonight at half past midnight for tomorrow's show, and the same on Saturday into Sunday. So. That's exciting. <laughs> okay, explain to the fans what happens at <laughs> yeah. FanFest. Okay, so FanFest, this is our, I think it's our sixth. We've done New York twice, DC, Boston, Austin, Miami. Um, so now we're here in LA. So we're taking over the area in front of the LA Coliseum. We're going to have all sorts of things for kids. We're going to have everything from getting a, an airbrush tattoo to playing soccer in a Nike 
little pitch, um, some huge big screens, food and drink, um, special guests, uh, loads of stuff for families to do. And then us doing our show from the main stage and walking around, interviewing people, talking to people. So it's kind of taking our show on the road. And you got the like men in blazers. I think you have somebody from Ted Lasso there. Wait, are these surprises? Am I supposed to be saying this? Right now, everyone knows exactly what's coming up. Okay. No, no, we've got uh, we've got men in blazers. We've got Coach Beard from Ted Lasso, and you might know this, but back in the day in 2014, Dan, before Ted Lasso became Ted Lasso, what it is now, it was an original NBC Sports skit that we did to to show our coverage off in 2013 and 2014. So I haven't seen Coach Beard since I was in that skit back in 2014, which was hilarious. So he's coming on the show. We've got other really special guests as well. And also, I think a lot of this weekend, Dan, is about the history of the Coliseum. Of course, the two Super Bowls, the two Olympic Games, and then we've got 2028 coming up as well. So LA right now, the sports is where it's at, I'm told. So I'm going to be giving you history lessons. I've got it all going on. Do the English have a sense of humor about what Ted Lasso is? <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe at the beginning of the whole Ted Lasso thing, they maybe thought it was serious because unfortunately in England, the perception of the American soccer fan about 10 years ago was basically that. Now, I think with NBC's coverage, I will say it's changed. And if you know anything about football in America and football fans in America, you know that to be a Premier League fan in this country, you have to know, you have to be an encyclopedia on your team because you have to have searched out where to watch it, get up at four in the morning. You know, you have to be a proper fan. So I think that is changing now. And yes, now they're realizing it's just all very tongue in cheek. Have you uh, have you talked to Jason Sudeikis? I haven't, not since I did the skit with him back in 2014 when he walked in the studio at NBC Sports and I, was, I wasn't really told what I was supposed to do. And they said, um, there won't be a script. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, no script? No, no, you're just going to follow Jason. Just go with it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't just go with it. Like he's from Saturday Night Live. Anyway, he is, as you know, so unbelievably talented doing Saturday Night Live, I think, tomorrow night. Um, he's so talented that he just carries you along. Um, what an amazing, I'm just so happy for him and for the whole crew to have won their Emmy. And it's just incredible, the whole thing. Most intense Premier League fan base is who? Most intense, well, the the most, oh, I, I mean, I would, uh, quite a few are very, very intense. I would say the most intense rivalry would be the one that's coming up on Sunday, which is Manchester United against Liverpool. They absolutely hate each other. But the special thing, Dan, about a fan fest, and people in the UK will be amazed at this, is that you can get, man, you will get Manchester United fans and Liverpool fans side by side having a beer at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning the greatest of friends. There's no fighting, which is very unlike the the Brits when it comes to football. So normally, if you get Man United and Liverpool fans together in the UK, you've got to keep them apart with the police. Not a fan fest. It's a fan fest full of love, Dan. Everyone is friendly and loving. Uh, Your Crystal Palace team is... Amazing. No, not... Is the answer to that. Not very threatening, right? Well, I, I'm not sure it was ever our intention to threaten, to be honest. I think it's always... You've it's done always a great inti- job. A great job yeah. of being a non-threatening yeah. team. Yeah, we just like to exist. That's really good enough at the moment. As long as we're existing, Sam, we're okay. Your team, are you still Manchester City? Yeah. But I was, ha- I was Leicester City. You, yeah. And then they won. Yeah. And then they... Lice, lice, what, what did I call them the first time I talked to you? 
I think Leicester. maybe Leicester. Yeah, I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'm taking Leicester. Yeah. And you go, it's Leicester. Yeah. And I go, oh, all right, I'll take Leicester. <laughs> and then they won. You and, I, and then they won. I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you and I have come such a long way. I know we years. have. Um, I, I feel like you shouldn't have left them, though. You can't just leave your teams. Obviously, you don't do that No, in no, I did what I needed to do. I gave them a championship. Uh, right. And, then and now you've on. moved on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not. I mean, not Man, Man City hadn't won, and then I came over there, and then what happens? Dan, Dan you're not doing the reputation of American football fans oh, I'm not. a whole lot of good. No. Do you think I could be Ted Lasso? 100%. Yeah, that's what 100%. I thought. Would you be my Keely? Would you be my Keely? Ah, I, no, I would be your Rebecca, the very powerful woman who owns the football club. Come on. I'm, I've got to be in charge of you. I think that's how this relationship would work. <laughs> uh, CR7, uh, how, how's, uh, oh. how's, the, uh, how's the impact there with Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, it's never ending. Um, the guy's a legend. The only problem is I'm not sure the relationship between CR7 and his manager is as strong as it needs to be. CR7 is basically, Ronaldo is basically the manager of Manchester United. I mean, he is so powerful. <laughs> he is, goodness knows what he's saying in the dressing room at halftime. The problem is that the manager of Manchester United is not a very powerful figure. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is just not naturally strong. But is and Ronaldo he, is, is naturally is strong. Is Ronaldo like LeBron? In what way? Powerful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say he's more powerful than LeBron in the world. He's but, like top three most powerful athletes in the world. But but with his team, like is he, you said, he's dictate. Like, Le- oh, I see what you mean. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say my NBA knowledge is massive, but I do know LeBron's got power in that dressing room. Yes, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, I would say within Manchester United, it could be the signing and the downfall of the manager to have signed this guy because he's so powerful and he's so got everything to back it up. That's the other thing. You know, you can only be powerful if you're bloody talented, which he is. Um, so, yeah, and this could end up being a great thing or it could end up being the what, what breaks this manager. But who spends more time getting ready in the morning, you or Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> well, I don't know if Cristiano wears curlers in quite the same way that I do, to be quite honest. But it's definitely Cristiano. It is, if Cristiano was in fanfare at the fan fest, he wouldn't even go to bed. He would be up all night preening himself ready to go. <laughs> um, best player in the Premier League right now is Mo Salah, Liverpool striker Mo Salah, who has scored in the last nine games. He scores beautiful goals. He's a, I think someone said the other day, he's not only a great goal scorer, he's a scorer of great goals. There's two parts to that, and he's both of those, and you very rarely get that in football. He's probably the best player in the world right now, Dan. But um, do you have to say Harry Kane full name whenever it's Harry Kane? <laughs> We've literally had this conversation. I know. I <laughs> we talk about this every year. Um, I, I personally don't have to say both okay. names when I say Harry Kane. You, though, I do. do. I do. Love. When you do it, it's great. Harry Kane! <laughs> that, that always that, gets me. That, <laughs> I, could be, I could be the play by play announcer only for that. Just that yeah, part. Only for when he scores. Yeah. Harry yeah whenever Kane, Kane scores. Harry Kane. All right, so you're in Los Angeles, and what people don't know is you do an incredible Valley Girl impersonation. (laughs) And when we did Football Night in America, you would would give me the Valley Girl occasionally. So how about this? I'll just ask you a question, and and, – okay. Uh, So, uh, Rebecca, uh, tell me what makes Mo Salah just so great. 
so I really have to curl my hair when I do the impression. It's like <laughs> really something like that. It's like really helps to get into character. And Mo Salar is just, I mean, have you seen his hair? He's such a sweetie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fan Fest starts at 7 a.m. Eastern on Saturday and Sunday. I would wear the curlers. I'd wear them tomorrow. Just show up and yeah. say, here Just I am. In. Yeah. That's it. This is me and own it. I'm yeah. going to own it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there's uh, coverage on Peacock throughout the weekend. Saturday, 1230 Eastern uh, matches on NBC and Peacock. Anything else that I left out there? Just basically, everyone come on down if you're in the L.A. area. 3.30 a.m. doors open. Get in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> what could go right? <laughs> uh, I, it's great to, great to see you. And I'm glad you're you doing too. well. And uh, have fun Thanks, this weekend. Dan. Thank you. Lots of love. Bye, guys. That's Rebecca Lowe, NBC Sports Premier League host, and uh, showing up with the curlers on. She's great. She's great. That's how you end a Friday show when you talk to somebody like that who's really good at their job and and fun. And and she's like that when you're around her. When when we were at the Olympics and, and got to have dinners with her, she just she's a lot of fun. She's very sweet. And uh you know, she's she loves she loves what he's what she's doing. I could see her as a like the the big Olympic host, you know. I mean, she's been doing the Olympics, but I could see her as your main Olympic host. Uh, you know, I know they have Mike Tirico, but uh, Rebecca, she can do that. Absolutely. All right. Anything else we uh, need to talk about here? It's a Meet Friday. And with Meet Friday, that means the Traegers are fired up. You can uh, earn your place in the Hall of Flame by making game day spreads with a Traeger wood pellet grill. Offering real wood-fired flavor, set it, forget it, convenience, Traeger offers a perfect way to cook all season long. Grab one at your local dealer. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash show to learn more. Update the poll results, McLevin. Okay, we still have who's going to win this series. It's not changing. Braves and Dodgers. Uh, pretty much all the football things, I think we decided. Don't pay Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Never pay a running back again. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And neither, none of the big dogs are going to win this weekend, unless you think Chicago could beat Tampa Bay. But when's the last time seven, what, what is it, 17 and a half point underdog for the Texans? Yeah. When's the last so, so, time somebody was that big of an underdog? We'll get on that right now. That's huge, right? For NFL, they, they rarely go into those college numbers. Yeah. Usually if you get over 12, that's a big deal. But that's, that's a lot of points. What were the Browns favored by two last night? Yeah, that was close. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they ended up winning by three. Those there, guys. There are a lot of people on the Broncos bandwagon. And I think because they were saying that Cleveland with Case Keenum and no running backs, not going to be that threatening. And uh, they weren't that threatening, but neither were the Broncos. They didn't do much either. Like, what's, what's the Broncos' excuse there? They have none. They were supposed to have this really good defense. Their defense, uh, their head coach is... I thought, a, thought it was a rhetorical, oh, was rhetorical. question. <laughs> I thought you were setting me up to a... No. No, you're not an analyst. I'm not, but their head... How many times... <laughs> Jimmy, let me break it down for you. Vic Fan just supposed to be some defensive genius. I would go to that? Jimmy Jimerson if I wanted analysis on the I Broncos. I should. We, I need to know what's going on <laughs> with this team. I like, how, I like how Todd just assumes I'm talking to him. Anything Broncos related? I thought you were. You did. I should have probably raised my hand as soon. Waited for yeah. you to call on me. Yeah. If I you, think Fangio thinks he's like this great defensive coordinator. What people think he is. I didn't see it yesterday. 
if you knew anything about the Broncos, you wouldn't be a Broncos fan, Todd. That's so a valid why sh- point. Why should I go to? Uh, Jets, Giants, Jaguars, victories. Who wouldn't think that they may go undefeated? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Todd woke up. Uh, yes, McLovin. I have one 18-point spread last year. The Ravens and Jaguars in Week 15. Okay. I'm looking at the score. It was 40-14 to 14 Baltimore won. Ooh, okay. All right, let's take a break. If you're uh, watching on Peacock, and you should be, you'll be able to uh, watch us go out to the grilling area. I'm watching Tyler, the moderator, who's out there at the grills and uh, ready to uh, whip up some sandwiches there for us. And uh, we'll show that to you coming up next year. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Close-up shop, as we always do on a Friday, a little arcade fire. Thanks for all the support. Those in chat row, emails, tweets, phone calls, all the above. Sing along, except for Fritzy, if you'd like to. All together now. All right. I was looking at this and uh, always curious when I look at the betting lines. The Dolphins opened as a one-point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. But right now, Dolphins two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Falcons. So Miami's coming off a loss in London to the Jags. The Falcons are coming off a bye week. So not playing has to be more impressive than a team playing and losing to Jacksonville, right? You would think. The Chiefs are five, five-and-a-half-point favorites against Tennessee. The line to open with the Titans getting five-and-a-half. It seems like the Monday night performance impressed some people, and uh, the total is up to 57-and-a-half points. That's the highest total on the board this week. There's always a couple of curious games there, and you look at the point spreads, and you're going, it's like when you – I looked at Cleveland, and everybody kept saying, yeah, I like Denver tonight, and I kept going, okay – Cleveland's still at home, still have pretty good defense. Can they score a couple of touchdowns and win? And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Did I expect a little more out of Cleveland? Did I think it would be more than three points? I did. But it's one of those games where you go, Case Keenum, thank you. And uh, Dearness Johnson, thank you. McLevin, do you have the worst game of the weekend? Well, I think you just mentioned it. It's kind of hard to beat the Dolphins-Falcons. Okay. That's uh, as low-key as you get. But I think Jets-Patriots is pretty awful. Well, okay. But they've already played, right? Yeah. Okay, this is when the Jets win, right? I don't know. Belichick rookie quarterback stat that people always throw about. He's never, rarely loses to a rookie quarterback. All right. Yeah, Paul. Panthers-Giants. Why would any of us watch that game? Can you think of a reason? Because the Giants are going to (laughs) win. Is that reason enough? Is that reason enough? Someone has to, right? Yeah. Well, they don't have to, but you would expect that somebody would win. Um, 
This day in sports history, we got baseball coming up this weekend. We got college football is just okay. NFL is, is there the, what's the best game of the weekend? I think it's a um, Chiefs Ravens, although, I'm sorry, Chiefs Titans, although that's a one o'clock game. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Feels like that should be it. But I don't know if they couldn't flex because it felt like, you know, the Titans, we didn't think, you know, people didn't think the Titans were going to beat the Bills. Then they beat the Bills and they're like, all right, are the Titans for real? Are Fox and CBS allowed to like make a last minute call to push something to four, or is there all oh, sorts I don't of know presets? What, stuff I don't know that? what that window is. I know that those networks tried; they wanted to negotiate that into the contracts because NBC has that uh, that you know that their their ability to flex. But I, I don't know what the legalities are with that. They fine print. You make eleven. Yeah, they have Bears Bucks in the four twenty five window. Okay. That should still do. They got Tom. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Paul. The one college game is six out. Michigan six and zero. They play Northwestern. They're twenty three and a half point favorites. They need a nice win, you know, because no one's really talking about them yet. They're undefeated, but we've been burned by Michigan before. It doesn't matter what right. Michigan does, they, but they have to be undefeated going into the Ohio State game. Yeah, which is the only way they can do anything. Are they better than Michigan State? I'm not sure. Yes, Todd. Can you see Goff and the Lions having a respectable showing at all at SoFi, or is this going to be horrendous for him? Oh, I think it'd be tough for him to have a great showing. I mean, I would like for him to perform well, but I I would want the Rams to win. But I I can see Jared Goff maybe get a couple of touchdowns. Um, You know, it's one of those where you want to walk off the field with your head held high. And I just don't think that, I mean, that's just not a good team. I mean, they've lost a couple of close games, but, you yeah, I mean, it's a... It's an unreasonable ask to go out there and face the Rams. Yeah, Pauline. If you're Aaron Donald, you had to look at that red jersey in practice for, what, no. five, six years <laughs> with Jared Goff. They're probably friends, I'm sure. But uh, this is it. This day in sports history, Pauline. Ooh, 2011, Albert Pujols of the Cardinals became the third player to hit three home runs in a World Series game. Mm. Uh, this one's painful. 2000, Corey Dillon ran for 278 yards against the Broncos. 1950, the Los Angeles Rams set an NFL record by defeating the Baltimore Colts 70-27. to It's a record for uh, scoring in a game. 1939, the first televised pro football game was telecast from New York. Brooklyn de- defeated Philadelphia 23-14. Eagles fans stormed the field. Yeah, they, they were called the Brooklyn Dodgers. They were a football team, the Brooklyn Dodgers, and they beat the, uh, the Eagles at Ebbets Field. Uh, John in New Zealand. Hey, John, what's on your mind today? G'day, Dan. G'day, fellas, and all the guys in the back room. Uh, just a quick update, 5.11 and the before photograph. Thank you. Uh, Dan, I, I phone in very seldom because you're normally on in the middle of the night, but uh, in the last maybe seven years or so, I've hardly missed a show. I listen to you always on the podcast. And uh, I want to say thank you for your recommendations so far as TV programming. Uh, my sons and I, uh, long-time fans of yours, we really enjoyed Squid Game, all of us. And I've got a suggestion for you, and that is a series called Mr. In-Between. Okay. Who's in Mr. In-Between? It's an Australian show, so you know if a Kiwi uh, recommends it, it must be really good. Okay. Mr. In-Between. All right. Can I get it Mr. here in the in States? Be- yes, you can. It's... Okay. Um, 
it's shown on I don't know HBO Max or something like that. One of the it streams there, but it is uh, three series. It's not uh, three ep- uh, seasons. It's not very long, um, but you'll you will really enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for the phone call. My best to your family. Yes, Paul. It's an Australian dark comedy where a hitman balances his criminal activities with obligations to friends and family. It's the Australian version of The Sopranos, I guess, or of that ilk where it's like family and hitman. But is it similar to Barry? It does say it's a dark comedy, so it could be closer to Barry than Sopranos. I'm waiting. When's the next season with uh, Barry with Bill Hader? They got to be pretty close to announcing that, I would think. You love that show, right? I I do. All you got to do is just watch the first episode. Yeah, I mean, it's... Bill Hader is, he doesn't want to be a hitman. He wants to be an actor. And it's like, that you know, killing people gets in the way of him wanting to be an actor. Yes, he... I, he the guy, he, he shot me. <laughs> shot you a dirty look? <laughs> no, 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 he shot me with a gun. And... I knew that was coming. That never gets old. Yeah, McLovin. Good news, they started shooting in August, the season three of Barry. They were delayed because of COVID, but they're back shooting. Okay. It's not a... a I think uh, Curb comes out this weekend, too. A new Curb. Yeah. You're over it? Season 12? No. I, it makes me uncomfortable. Which is the goal of it. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I watched uh, the new season of Succession, Succession uh, episode one. It lives up to it. Uh, Kieran Calkin is, is so good. I mean, everybody in Succession, like, they're just, they, they fit the role. Uh, extremely well. Uh, Halloween Kills, make sure you watch that on Peacock. You can go see it in theaters, but you can stream it on Peacock. And uh, he's back again, Michael Myers. Let's see, anything else that needs to be mentioned today? Todd, anything you'd like to mention? I am going to Ohio for a wedding this weekend. I don't know, you're, I don't know if it's, you're neck of the woods-ish, Columbus, Westerville area? Um, it's not really my neck of the woods. Well, you've been there. Well, that counts. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Columbus before. And uh, I'm dressed in my Ohio State uh, tailgating DP shirt. I got an old school, I don't think it's, this is for sale anymore, classic DP in the Ohio State colors cap with shorts on in the uh, red maroonish family. Okay, yeah, Paul. And Ohio State's on the road this weekend at Indiana. Right. I will not be able to uh, <laughs> enjoy the shoe this particular weekend. Yeah. It's like your pants are scarlet and your legs are gray. So it's Ohio State colors. So there you go. So that's yeah. all right. Yes, McLovin. Next week, Penn State comes to Columbus. Todd just missed ah. it. It's okay. Well, he's going to a wedding on Saturday. So. Yeah, I couldn't have gone anywhere. No, he wouldn't. But that is kind of weak that Penn State's going to be that very next week. And you've been known to call up and get free tickets. Yeah, by so saying I would have just, you... you know, can you fly me in? I don't, I don't just need the tickets. I have to get there. That's price yeah i'm todd fritz i'm i'm a uh executive producer what did you call private jet wouldn't no you said you were a, a, I think a senior executive producer too for the new <laughs> when the new york post interviewed you i i was leaving madison Square garden some woman with a camera right up to it's like, okay have a minute of your time I, what, what do you think of rumors that lebron might become a nick <laughs> next thing i know like i'm on the sports page of the post of the daily news or whatever and they got me with a title that far exceeds what i do for a living. okay but who gave them the title I, I told them producer. What, if they added executive producer, I would never have said that. I'd like to think of myself as more of a booker that we all kind of produce the show together with Paul TV and the lead. producer Todd Fritz. They may have taken some liberties there. 
maybe you I don't do. even think I said if it was TV or radio. I just said I'm a sports producer. Whatever it was, you know, it was still kind of cool seeing even if it was uh, falsified to a certain extent. It was kind of cool being in the paper the next Thank day. Thank you, Todd. You what know? did I learn today? Brown's backup running back, Dearness Johnson, had a great night, but it was not a good night for NFL running backs looking for big paydays. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV and the fight of the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for joining us today, and special hello to those who download the podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday.